little bit about me and Tony. Tony, of course, went to our Bible school. I was his instructor. Tony was one of the best students we had because he'd help you anyway because he wanted to serve God. And so it started out with mine and Tony's venture right there. And a covenant relation was built. We went all over the world together. Uh, we've done multi-things overseas, business things, transactions for Brother Jerry. We've done, we've went and ha started churches, started Bible schools. We've went to halfway houses. Now, halfway houses was really interesting. In Singapore, it was a halfway house, and they're really strict in Singapore. So, we've, the uh, ministry that where we went to the halfway house had talked the judge into giving them a three-strike system. If they came to the Bible school, came to the halfway house, if they got three strikes, they went to prison for 20 to life. Okay? Very strict. Over almost sometimes nothing. But if we could get them into the halfway house, teach them the Bible, change their lives, they would go free. And so we had that, that particular house had one of the highest rates of people not going back to prison of any place in Singapore. So they asked me and Tony to come in. So me and Tony go in and we're telling them about the grace of God and how God works in mysterious ways and how, you know, he laughs at different things that we do. And uh, Tony, we got to telling him and said, Tony was a drug lord. I was a police officer. We would have killed each other if we met in, in the world. But I said, then God took and changed both of our hearts, got us filled with the Holy Ghost, and we started helping people that when he, were in either one of those things and getting them set free. So one time, Tony had just come out of school maybe a year or two, I'm going to say, and we're in Singapore, and me and Brother Jerry can't get in. We're stuck in Japan, and a typhoon's coming through. And so we had to call, and Ben was our director over there, and uh, I said, Ben, you're going to have to get Tony to do our partners meeting. And so Tony didn't know anything about this. So Ben goes to him and he said, orders from headquarters. He said, you've got to do the partners meeting. Well, Tony did a great job. We didn't lose any partners. We gained partners. Okay. See, if you do a bad job, you lose partners. You do a good job, you gain partners. And that started mine and Tony's walking together, taking care of Brother Jerry like we do. That's why you see him and me up with Brother Jerry a lot. We've done it so long, it's just natural, but we never take it for granted. It's a, it's a pleasure and it's, a, it's an honor to be able to serve Brother Jerry. And uh, you're going to enjoy uh, Tony because when we go on a trip, Tony says, I'll call and say, Tony, you're going to be free this time to go on a trip. Yeah, Joe, I'll make the time. And so he leaves his business, but while he's out there, his phone, it goes off all the time, and he goes, ching, 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 ching. So all the time he's out, he's getting jobs. What am I saying? When you put God first, God takes care of your business. So the stuff Tony's going to share with you today, glean from it. We all came up in different places, you know. I came out of the business field and police work. Had gun shops, had beauty shops. And Tony, I think, you had a beauty shop too, Tony. Right. So we're kind of alike in that. But i got to tell you, I never did anything in your beauty shop. Joyce did. Amen. Joyce said it was one of the best ways to lay hands and get ladies set free from demonic forces, 
filled with the Holy Ghost because they didn't know anything about what you had your hands on them for other than getting their hair fixed. Tony, come on up here and bless us. Am I on? Oh, okay, I'm on. Well, God bless you. <clears throat> I want to say that um, if I get a little emotional, just bear with me for a minute because you have to understand my journey. You know, um, I'll share a little bit of my testimony with you. Uh, if you've never seen a miracle or God's greatest work, working hand, Individual, you're looking at it now. Okay? Uh, for a long time, I would not share my testimony because I didn't want to be judged. But after learning who God was and how He operated in my life, He began to share with me is that's why I set you free, was that you might testify of my goodness. And so I want to say to you, in starting that it baffles me Christians baffle me I didn't grow up in the church so I didn't have to be de-churched before I learned to work walk with God before I learned how to understand and to trust and believe in faith I'm so grateful that God sent me where he sent me. Pastor Justin and I went to Bible school together. He sat behind me for two years so he can tell you every knot that I have in the back of my head, every shape and every form. I uh, recently sent him a picture when we took our first uh, mission trip to uh, Thailand and we were serving. But before I go there, I, I, I wanna say, let me, let me just share. As Joe shared, I'm a former drug lord. I built an empire, made billions of dollars. And out of that behavior, I learned discipline. Because the individual that I was dealing with, my life was on hand. And so it wasn't something that, well, I made a mistake, forgive me. No, it wasn't anything like that. So it was either you stuck to your word and you did what you said you were going to do, or we bury you. That was the rule. You know, so going through that and for several years being involved in that, I can say that it did teach me discipline. It taught me how to do business on the negative side of the track. And there's a different way on the negative side of the track than it is on the positive side of the track. The positive side of the track is God's way. And so that's what baffles me about people that attend church. Why will you not trust God? You know, all of the struggle, we become these professional analysts. We become analytical about everything. Anything that is in the Bible, to me, is final, okay? There, there is no extra or adding to it or taking away from it. It's final. And as business owners, um, 
people that are endeavoring to start a business or who have a business and run a business, I can't understand why you don't start your day off in prayer. I, 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 you know, and I mean, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But for me, who better to be on my team than God? You know, that, that is, that's, that's, like I said, it's baffling to me how people struggle. You know, if he did it for you once, why wouldn't he do it for you again? You know, I, 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 to me, Joe is Uncle Joe. Dr. Savelle is dad and Miss Carolyn is mom. Whether they want me or not, I'm theirs. Okay? Uh, I remember having a conversation with Dr. Savelle and I told him, if you kick me out this church, I'm going to sit on this back porch until you let me back in. Okay? And there came a time where he had to discipline me in my serving. But I don't know nowhere else to go. I don't want to go anywhere else. Everything that I've ever needed in my life to become who I am today, I have received at Heritage of Faith Christian Center, a.k.a. JSMI. Why would I want to go anywhere else? For those of you that are here, whether you've been here a year, two years, five years, ten years, I've been here 25 years, okay? And uh, I know Miss Diane, is she in here? Yeah, Miss Diane, she, she, oh, there she is. I mean, Miss Betty, excuse me, Miss Betty, I'm sorry, no wonder she didn't answer. Miss Betty, I know Miss Betty has been here for a while, and I've had an opportunity to visit her business and stuff, and, and just her heart for who she is, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful for those of us that won't quit. You know, that is something we're taught week in and week out. You know, uh, Proverbs 18.24 says, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Chris Goodman, stand up, please. This brother here is a true friend. For the last 20 years of my life, I have been watching him. I've been married three times and it didn't work out. But God sent me an angel to teach me how to teach, how to treat, excuse me, the next woman that came into my life. And that was this brother right here. You know, I, I, I admire him and I applaud him and I say that to you because whatever you're endeavoring to do in business, there is someone here that can help you. The thing about it is that we have to learn to be respectful of people's time. We have to learn to be respectful of how we approach them. And definitely don't bring your emotions when you come. Because if you want the truth, it's gonna hurt. You know, I had to learn the hard way. And I'm grateful for the way that I learned. I'm 66 years old, originally from Los Angeles, California. I grew up in the era with Raymond Washington and Tookie Williams. Does anybody know who that is? Okay, the founders of the Crips. So I grew up in that environment. 
And what I had to do as an individual was make some choices and decisions on what I wanted to do with my life. Well, in that time frame is when I got introduced to selling drugs. And it became fast money and um, great material things, you know, to what typically brings joy to a person's heart. You know, is being able to do what they want, when they want, how they want, as long as they want, and get whatever they want. And so that was the mind frame that I began to develop in life. Um, it, it was, uh, excuse me a second, let me turn this on. It, it, was a, it was a time during the Watts riots, you know, chaos, you know, was, was surrounding. And so my dad was in the military. I'm the youngest of three. I have two older brothers. I saw my mom go through struggles. I saw my dad get um, mistreated, even though he was on the front line spent two terms in Vietnam, you know. And so that became a sore place for me to where I really didn't trust or believe, you know, basically what America offered us because what was being said was not, in my eyes, manifesting, at least not in my family. And so it, I took on a negative attitude and uh, started, you know, running around in the streets and learning bad habits. And so over a period of time, I got involved and eventually um, it caught up to me. I um, spent 18 months in the federal courts in Wilshire District in California. They were trying to give me the death penalty. You know, there were a lot of things happening in the streets, and obviously when someone gets caught, they want to blame everything on that person that they catch. So I became that person, but God. Okay, but God. I, I was guilty. First, I was guilty, 1,000% guilty, but God. And why would he do what he did? He knew that one day I would walk up on those steps. September 19th, 1999 is the day that I entered into this ministry. I walked up on the steps, went in there, praise and worship started. And the music was unfamiliar to me. Okay, I just, I wasn't, you know, I, I was like, whoa. <laughs> so as I begin to come and to adjust, things begin to settle. And I begin to come attracted to what was going on. But one of the beautiful things for me was the word of God that was going forth. The teachings in our class are priceless. You know, I don't care how much money you have. You can't buy that. Priceless. 
Matter of fact, one class I remember, uh, one of the teachers, I won't call the names, but one of the teachers was, instructors was teaching, and then the class was over. And she said, okay, that's the end of the class. And I jumped up and I slammed my fist on the desk and I said, you can't leave me like this. <laughs> I am hungry. I am hungry for the things of God. And to this day, I am still hungry for the things of God. You know, you can't get to a place in life to where you have arrived. Matter of fact, Dr. Savell today, I told Miss Carla, I leaned over to her and I said, after that message, even if your wood is wet, it should burn. Okay? It's messages like that that we receive week in and week out. Pastor Justin, I have seen Pastor Justin form to be who he is over the last 25 years. And it is so amazing to me. I have so much respect for him and his commitment to what he does in pastoring the church. And so, understanding that where God has brought me from to allow me to be a part, even a part of Kingdom Builders, you know, is very humbling to me. There was a time to where I didn't, I didn't know anything about the Word of God. I, I, I just, I didn't know. It, was, it wasn't because of, uh, excuse me, it wasn't because I, 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 um, I didn't want to know, but it was, I, I was too busy. Thought I was doing something, but just always on the go, going, 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 going. Getting pibble, uh, kibbles and bits, thinking that I'm making major progress in life. But I began to understand that there had to be more. And one of the scriptures that, that, that really settled me, let me say stopped me in my tracks, was uh, Proverbs 46 and 10. What God told me one day, he said, Tony, and it's just like I'm talking to you. I was in there praying. And he said, Tony, be still. And I was like, wow. Now, when you're sitting somewhere and you're praying and you get an answer and you know that you know that you know that there's no one else other than yourself and you didn't say it and nobody else is in the house, you don't have to doubt God's presence. And he spoke to me. And he said, be still and know that I'm God. So over a period of time through my, I'm going to call it BC lifestyle, before Christ lifestyle, I made investments. Uh, as Joe mentioned, you know, I had investments in hair salons. I had an investigation business. I had, you know, there's several businesses that I had. But what the Lord told me was, Dirty money gets dirty results. So I was like, nah. I said, get thee behind me, Satan. That can't be God telling me to get rid of my business. So I held on to him for a while. And I began to see them crumble. 
I, I, I begin to see the dynasty fall. And so everything that I had done basically in the business, now when I was in, I never got incarcerated, but when I was in court, everything that they received from me, and trust me, when they, I had a ranch up in Altadena, California, where I stashed all my money and stuff, they got it all. All of it. Okay? Millions. Okay? But I still had a debt to pay to the person that was giving me what I had on consignment. So now's not a time to crumble, but you better get strong. Like I told you, you know, it was either pay or get buried. And I wasn't ready to go. So it allowed me to become stronger in a lot of different ways as far as being created. Did I get out of the business right away? No, I didn't. Because it was the only way I could pay back the debt that I owed. Now, as I said to you, this was B.C., before Christ. This was before me coming to Heritage, or JSMI. But it afforded me an opportunity to learn from bad habits. I, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer, and I love uh, Jeremiah 18, where he tells Jeremiah to go to the potter's house. And he said, there I will speak to you. He told me to come to JSMI, and this is where he spoke to me. And the beautiful thing I love about that scripture is that the potter was working with the clay, and the clay became marred and cracked in various places. But the potter never threw away the clay. Do, do you hear what I'm saying to you? I don't care what you've been through in life and what you've done or what you haven't done. God is not done with you. He confirmed to me through that scripture that there was hope for me. And so I'm grateful today to be able here to stand here today and to tell you I made it. I made it. The process was tough, but it was easy because it was a choice. I'm, I'm literally baffled, like you often hear Brother Jerry say about how God will make winners out of losers or champions out of losers. Why would he want to waste his time on me? Well, by the time I came into the ministry, it, it had already um, settled in my mind that God had called me for a reason. I had an opportunity to meet a brother by the name of, of Dave Malcolm, who was one of our instructors, one of the most prolific soul winners known to mankind in my eyes. Got a chance to study some books from the Osbournes, you know, who did nothing but mission work. And so what that taught me was, is that our blessings and our grace was in our giving. What are you willing to give to see someone else surpass you, 
or at least come up out of the rut that they're in. See, your business that you are endeavoring to build is not necessarily just for your enjoyment alone. Your success lies in your giving. You know, the word of God says, as long as the earth remains, it'll be seed time and harvest. He said he gives seed to the sower. When you begin to align yourself in those areas and you begin to follow and trust that word, I promise you, it will make a difference. I've had the opportunity of evaluating my failures. And in talking to God, I was like, Lord, well, where do I go from here? And then people like uh, John Woods, Wooden, John Wooden, who uh, coached the UCLA uh, basketball team, quotes that he would use in life and with his team begin to come before me. Nelson Mandela, John Maxwell. I have been a student of John Maxwell for some time. And, and I brought with me today some, some, some of the uh, quotes that, that I have received that I have followed. And in my prayer time, what I do for me is I spend time before God. And then I begin to pray through these quotes because I'm looking for success in business. Um, you know, if you would take the time and do this for yourself. To trust and believe in God. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But the fact is, the body of Christ, we don't trust God. Because if you did, you wouldn't be stressed out as much as you are. I can't spell stress. stress. I don't wear stress. Don't care about stress. It has never resolved anything for me. And if it has done so for somebody, I, I applaud you. But I don't want it. I, 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 I definitely don't want it. You know, I, I had the privilege of going before God and saying, okay, Lord, it's probably one of the hardest things I'm going to be able to do. I'm getting ready to relinquish Every business that I birthed through my time of walking with Satan. And I closed all the businesses down. Because I don't want what's impure. I want what's pure. And the only thing that I know that is pure is what God has ordained for me in my life. Sometimes... We find ourselves chasing after things that are really not for us. I tell people all the time, I don't chase money. Money chased me. You know, there was a time I used to chase money and ran into a whole lot of it too. But one thing that I've learned is that God would not allow the enemy to outdo him. That is something that he will not. So whatever your experiences have, you know, um, in the book of Romans, it tells us that we're to renew our minds daily. 
You, you should start looking at those things that you struggle with and start cutting those things loose. Letting them go. Let it go. Let it go. It's not doing anything but taking up space anyway. But there are, are several opportunities that I have had uh, to potentially start business and I have said no to it because I just don't want to be involved in um, something that's not pleasing to God. Ooh, excuse me. You know, John Maxwell has this book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Anybody in here read the book? Chris and the rest of you are not familiar? So you have a homework assignment. You say you want to go forward, you want to progress? Okay, there is so much wisdom in that book. He has the 21 infutable, uh, um, what is it, the 21? Look up John Maxwell. I'm not going to try and call out all his books, but look up John Maxwell and use that as a resource. Because the one thing that you have to understand about business, he talks about a process called the lid. It's all about leadership. How are you presenting yourself? What, what, what is it that you are doing to make yourself different from everybody else? Every business is not a good business. My choice of business is not what people want, but what they need. Things that they can't live without. Um, the law of conspiracy, motivation gets you going. Discipline keeps you growing. So you can be motivated by something. Okay, and it'll get you going. But until you get to a point to where you are committed and you're disciplined by what you're doing, you're not going to grow. You know, that, that is a prayer that I render before God every day. One of the things I ask God every day, please don't let me go to bed as dumb as I woke up. I want to learn something every day. When I tell you why God picked me to serve Dr. Savelle in the capacity that I have, I don't know. But I am so happy that he dialed up my number. I have learned so much from him. So much. And people were like, wow, man, it's great that you get to talk to him. And, and No. Dr. Savelle and I have spent countless hours in airplanes and vehicles and sitting in rooms and there's nothing discussed because one thing about it, I am not going to be the reason why he missed God. So me and my very intelligent self, guess what I came up with? I got two ears and two eyes. I can look and listen twice as much as I can talk. When you get around people that are progressing in life, you get around people with wisdom. Why do you feel that it's a need for you to say something? 
What would it look like me walking in a room with Brother Copeland and Brother Roberts, Dr. Savelle, and feel like I just got to tell them something about ministry. Let them know that I'm really smart. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the mindset that we take on as people. And if you want to advance, learn how to shut it down and listen. Learn, 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 learn how to, you know, be obedient. If I was a better technician, I'd know how to leave my pad on. But anyway, this is not for me. I pay people to do this. <laughs> anyway, um, a few things that I want you to consider. Take some time to consider these four things. Do you know what you need to improve? Do you know? Number two, do you know you are supposed to improve? Number three, do you know why you want to keep improving? And number four, do you know when you are supposed to improve? I'll read them over again to you. Number one was, do you know what you need to improve? Number two, do you know how you are supposed to improve? Number three, do you know why you want to keep improving? And number four, do you know when you are supposed to improve? You know, information like that is something that you meditate on, you think about it, and then in my understanding of going forward is I take it to God because I know whatever he gives me is going to be solid. Warren Buffett said that risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. Never invest into a business you do not understand. A lot of times we say, you know, man, I want to be a business owner. And it's great, be an entrepreneur. You know, I, I look back on my life and my first job was when I was seven years old. I found out that people needed to take their trash out to the, to the sidewalk. And so I go knock on doors and take their trash out. Now I think I need to go back and visit some of those people because some of that trash was heavy and they only gave me 50 cents. <laughs> you know, so I think they kind of held out on me a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I went from there to a paper route and working at a, a, a store in L.A. that used to call Ralph's. So I always wanted to, I was ambitious. You know, I always wanted to, to make something better and do something better with myself, especially after seeing my mom and how she had to go. She was raising three boys. And trust me, 
it's tough raising three boys, but three Armstrong boys, you better have an anointing on you. <laughs> you know, you better be gifted, you know, because uh, we, we, test, we tested her. We took her to the limit, you know. Uh, another statement Warren Buffett said is, price is what you pay, value is what you get. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. And once again, you know, it's these quotes here. So I go to God and I say, Lord, I'm willing to pay the price. Please show me my value. He told us to bring it all to him. So I want to know, and I want the best answer. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. That came from a gentleman by the name of Steve Job. If you don't love what you do, it's gonna be a struggle. I love ministering to people. I love winning souls. One of my passions is going into a store, walking up to somebody at the counter and paying for their groceries or whatever they have, okay? And then they turn around and say, no, 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 you can't do that. I ask, do I know you? No. I said, well, how are you gonna tell me what to do with my money? <laughs> it's an opportunity to sow. If we would get out of self-preservation, get out of yourself. Why, why are most of us missing our blessings? Because we stuck on us. I have found in my giving, I have received the most wonderful blessings that life could offer me. Uh, two years ago, I founded a company during the pandemic, uh, and we called it Magnite Enterprise. And what Magnite Enterprise did was it cleaned out uh, commercial office buildings. I was, um, I was getting dressed and I was singing to myself, to myself, even the mirror didn't want to listen, but I was singing to myself and it fell in my spirit. People are moving out of offices. Three hours later, a friend of mine called me and said, we're shutting down these business, uh, some of our offices. Would you be interested in cleaning them out for us? It's like, wow. Now, where did all this come from? I'm a seed sower, okay? I don't determine my destiny, okay? God does, you know? I didn't have no clue about this. This happened to come to me in my spirit. And in the process, I told him, I says, no. I said, what do you need to be done? He said, we just need all this stuff 
you know, cleared out and thrown away. And, and I'm talking about places with brand new furniture. So I told him, sure, I can do it. What did I do? I went into prayer. Lord, I believe this is a blessing from you. I don't have a clue what needs to be done. Show me. So what did he do? He had me sit with this gentleman and told him, says, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I said, now explain to me what done. He said, we don't want to just want them cleared out. We want everything thrown away or give it away to somebody or clear it out. I said, oh, I can do that very easy. So what did I do? I started contacting ministries and finding out, do you need some furniture? What has that furniture become? That furniture has become seed for me. Okay. All right. And here was the, probably one of the greatest blessings of all this. All of my labor I hired off the street, which were homeless people. And what I told them was, I'm going to hire you and I'm going to pay you $20 an hour. And most of them's eyes got about this big. But I said, what I need you to understand is, I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to preach to you, and I'm going to bless you. That's what I need you to understand. Oh, go on, pray, pray for me, brother, preach to me, okay? 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 That's what I'm going to do. So, in the process of them working, my question to them, God forbid you die today, but if you die, you know where you're going? Oh, I'm a good person. I, I, no, 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 that's not what I asked you. So it gave me an opportunity to witness to him and to lead him to the Lord. See, that is taking an opportunity of a business and utilizing it for the kingdom. Your blessing is in your doing outside of your mindset. Your blessing is in your doing outside of your mindset. God has all the answers. I ended up going to, um, this business lasted, I'm going to say six months, but it was less than that. And less than that six months, I, I made over a million plus in doing what was, what was done. But what it afforded me to do was to bless a lot of people who were in need. I remember being in Arizona going to clean out these buildings, 30,000 square foot building. And um, I told the guy, I hired, I want to say it was 140 people, I think, off the streets that I hired to do this work. And in the process of all this going on, I understand this. I don't know anything about this, but I'm learning as I go. Why? Because I'm talking to God. He's downloading everything that I need to make it happen. And so it became a very uh, profitable, profitable harvest. You know, I told the Lord, I said, uh, if you can show me where I planted that seed to get this blessing, I'll go back to that soil and plant a little bit more. I like this. 
you know, which was great. A man must be big enough to admit to his mistakes, smart enough to profit from them, and strong enough to correct them. A man must be big enough to admit to his mistakes. You know, we as people, human nature, we always want to be right. It takes very little time, very little effort to say, I apologize, I was wrong. That is a seed that you can sow that will follow you throughout life. You know, the Bible teaches us that pride comes before fall. You know, stop being so prideful. It, 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 it doesn't benefit you anything. It never has me. Matter of fact, in my vocabulary, I never people tell people I'm proud of them, but I'm pleased with you. That is, that is the term that I have um, decided to, to use, is that I'm pleased. You know, I'm grateful. I, I, I keep catching Stephen out the side of my eye. I've known Stephen for less than a couple of years now. I have a custom blind and drapery business that I run also in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And Steve started coming, he and his wife started coming to our church and I, I've never knew him. It's just like uh, Eric and his wife. You know, we, we, we become more familiar because we both, we all serve in the same capacity. And so in our travels, we've been able to become. But to me, when I look at these gentlemen, I see humility. You know, I see the heart of servants. So what does that tell me? They're givers. You know, they're, they're, they're giving to, to, to establish their um, position and what it is they're endeavoring to do with God. They're giving. I would say to you, if you're not giving, you really should start. Um, it's not hard. It's, it's really not hard to do it. You know, just come out of yourself, and uh, you'll find out. I say, well, where where do I start giving? Well, opportunities are all around you. <laughs> Quit being so picky. <laughs> you know, it, it, it seriously is. Everything rises and falls on leadership. You know, um, I was listening to um, Kingdom Builders, some of the speakers, and uh, Chris Goodman gave you a nugget that if you don't if you don't utilize it or use it, shame on you. You know, Chris said that he goes in. And he prays. He prays with his staff. They pray over the equipment. They pray over the jobs. They pray over the day. They pray over the clock. They pray over everything. You know. What part of that can you not benefit from? You know, God is everything. 
The secret to success is determined by your daily agenda. You know, what, 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 are, you, what are you putting before yourself daily? What is it that has become important to you? What are your priorities? I, I can't relate to the fact that people get so busy they can't talk to God. That's a, that's a hard one for me. We can listen to the radio, the TV, the gossip, um, just all the negative things. But we don't have time for God. I, 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 I can't relate. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I just choose to talk to God. He's got some good information. Uh, he's, he's, he's got some good information. John Wooden, one of his quotes, uh, famous quotes was, success is never final, failure. Well, excuse me. Success is never final. Failure is never fatal. And it's courage that counts. Let me say it a little bit more clear. Success is never final. Failure is never fatal. And it's courage that counts. Your courage is what counts. Thank you. Y'all working me too hard up here. <laughs> Another quote. Never cease trying to be the best you can be. I don't care who says what about you. It doesn't matter. We don't care what we see. We don't care what we feel. We don't care what we hear. What we care about is the word of God. What does God say about you? I always say if people are talking about me, I'm in good company. They talked about Jesus Christ. Don't let yesterday take up too much of your today. Please let the past go. Now I shared with you what my past was, trust me, I let it go. That's a demon. Let it go. You know, your yesterday does not determine your tomorrow. Your choice does. Don't measure yourself by what you have accomplished, but by what you should have accomplished with your ability. Don't measure yourself by what you have accomplished, but by what you should have accomplished with your ability. You are very anointed people. The anointing is on you. Today's message, I told Dr. Savell when we went in a in the uh, green room. 
I said, you all right with me. I said, you tenderize them, now I can go cook them. <laughs> the word that he delivered to us today, my goodness. You have to understand where you are and where you are being taught. People wish they could have what you have every week, you know. People wish they could have what you have. You know, it's an awesome, awesome experience to go through life knowing that you have faith in God and that you're connected with him. And more importantly, that he'll never leave you or forsake you. God's not going to mislead you. He's going to direct your path. And you can't live a perfect day without doing something for someone who, who will never be able to repay you. So in other words, people that are not at your level. Pe people that are sitting back wishing that they could be who you are. Social media has made it easy for everybody to see you. People are watching you. Chris Goodman didn't know that I had my eyes on him for 20 years until I told him. But it wasn't so important that I walk up to Chris and say, man, I'm watching you, you're teaching me. I, I didn't want to mess up the gift. By me adding that influence I wouldn't expect this of Chris because I know him. But by telling people things like that, I promise you it, it changes their stride. Because now it's, oh, I'm being watched. Let me, let, let me step up my game. Let, let, let me do things better, differently. But out of God's natural ability, he allowed this connection. I could never pay Chris for what he's done for me. But where it started was I realized I needed help in what I was trying to accomplish. I believe it's safe to say that everybody in here needs help. And they're trying to advance themselves. They're trying to go to the next level. If you haven't taken the time to thank Eric and Nikki for this platform, and the time that they have invested into sharing out of their hearts and out of their spirits with you, please do. It would be very selfish of you not to. Matter of fact, if the Lord leads you, you know, bless them. Bless them. You know, they're not asking for them, and they definitely didn't ask me to say this. But you know what? It's an opportunity to sow. They are good soil. And I won't even charge you for that, okay? <laughs> oh, if you are afraid to fail, you will never do the things you are capable of doing. 
How many business owners in here? Okay. In one voice. Have you failed? Okay. How many want to be business owners in here? Warning, you're going to fail. You know, Disney, if, if my memory serves me right, I believe it fell seven times before they got on track to do what they do. The Bible tells us, in Micah, I believe it is, when I fall, I shall arise. If you fall, get up and dust yourself off and let's keep it moving. Do not, whatever you do, do not get stuck on the ground. Success is not down there. We need you to rise up. You know, I, um, Danny Bigno, he's my accountant. I've been with Danny for years and you know, Danny has taught me more than I ever wanted to learn about my failures. <laughs> yes. And what I love about Danny, he's a godly man, and he's going to keep it real. You know, it's people like that that you need to surround yourself with. I don't know who you're hanging out with. I don't know who's important to you. But for me, I want people around me that's smarter than I am. Okay? I, I need people that's smarter than I am. I want to use my two eyes and my two ears. I want to rest my mouth. You know? I want to see how, and sometimes I want to know why. But you got to be careful when you ask that question. Because if you be quiet for a minute, you'll find out. You'll find out why. It all come up in that time of interaction together. I'm not going to be too much longer. Miles Monroe said, if you want to become successful, seek to become a person of value. Everybody in this room is of great value. My first hint was you came to Kingdom Builders. That tells me you're trying to learn. And if you're trying to learn, you're trying to advance. And you value where you are and what you're receiving. That makes me sound real smart, huh? <laughs> The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without a purpose. You don't become the person you wish to become. You become the person you choose to become. True leadership does not come true, true wishes. True leadership Excuse me, true leadership does not come true wishes. It comes by choice. Read that again. You do not become the person you wish to become. You become the person you choose to become. True leadership 
does not come true wishes. It comes by choices. The choices we make in life are what are going to design and fulfill our destiny. I made a choice years ago to do bad things and I got bad results. Then I met Jesus. I made a choice to do good things and I am getting great results. Great results. God is faithful. There is nothing that you desire that you can't have if you'll trust him. I close with this. True success is not a project, but a journey. What you're living through in life, what you're going through in life, you should be able to testify to someone how your journey has been. Become more of an open book and stop being so secretive. Two men, actually three men in my life that I have opened my door of life to. Joe McCroskey, Jerry Savelle, and Chris Goodman. They have the right at any given time to show up at my house unannounced, to call me out, to put me in order, to call me down, to call me up. They have that right. Accountability is very important. Especially in business. Who are you accounted, accountable to? I don't want nobody patting me on my back telling me I'm the man. I got it all. Oh, you good. You this. I don't need that. I need somebody to pat me on my back and tell me, Tony, sit down. Okay? Have a seat. You're walking on a winding road. God said, be still and know that I'm God. I am so honored and it's such a privilege to stand before you today to share. I pray out of something that I've been able to share with you that it will impact you in some kind of way. Life is a short journey. Whether you live to be a year old, 100 years old, 130, it's still a short journey. And in this life, we have an opportunity to choose. And the greatest choice that you can choose is walking with Jesus Christ. And when I say walk with him, that means talk to him, lean on him. Kneel before him, stand before him. If you want to break through and see success, he's the man. He's the man. I would not be where I am today 
and I'm a very, very successful individual. I don't say that boastfully, but it took me trusting God. My fiance, Cheryl, she came into my life seven years ago. She became my assistant. She and I became best friends. And I thought, I was doing, I thought I had it going on. I was doing pretty good. And she told me, she says, why are you letting that business work you like that? I said, excuse me? She said, why are you letting that business work you like that? What I wanted to offer to my customers in this generation is hard to find. I'm just being honest with you. It's the millennium. Or, um, it's a different breed. Okay? When we grew up, came up, you know, it was elbows and grinding knuckles. You know? They are of the privilege. So it's kind of hard to find them. Why? It's our fault. We spoiled them. I used to wear a pair of $12.50 Converse. I wish I would have had a $200 pair of tennis shoes on my feet. And you wear those Converse, you'd be on the basketball court and you'd turn real quick and the bottoms would come off. You wouldn't have nothing but the tops on. <laughs> but we begin to, we get, begin to, I want to say pollute them. And it's going to take us to recover them. But remember this. God is faithful. Thank you very much. You know, you can be seated. Am I on? Am I on? on. Sit on. We're okay. I've been with Brother Jerry 43 years, going on 44. And uh, we never had the money to do anything God told us to do. So if you're looking at having to have the money to do something, you don't have it, that don't mean a thing. Because he never told us to do anything in our vision we had the funds to do it with. The funds came in. You're sitting in one of the buildings where it happened, the church over there where it happened, because when we bought that church, we were, I took Brother Jerry to the airport. Brother Jerry said, uh, that's our building right there. Only one thing was, is Baptist Church wasn't for sale. So took him to the airport, came back, and I noticed a guy putting up a sign, getting ready to put up a for sale sign. So I whipped right in. All about being led by the Spirit. Brother Jerry heard God, then we walked it out. And that's what it is. And the steps of a good man, woman, and child are ordered by the Lord. They're steps. They're not jumps. They're steps. And many people try to make them too fast, and they fail. If they just slow down and take those steps in his. He's already went before you. He's already went behind you. And all you got to do is follow his footsteps. So I stopped. I went in. And I said, uh, is this property getting ready to come up for sale? He said, yes. He said, I'm getting ready to put the sign up. I said, well, hold it. I said, let me make a call. So I got on the phone, called Brother Jerry. 
said the property's for sale. Building right over there that you had church in this morning. And I said, so how much do you want for it? He told me the price. And he said, we've got two pieces of property and which one sells, we'll build our church on the other one. If, it's the, if the other one sells, we'll keep this church. And I said, well, we're interested in this church, how much? And he told me, so I called Brother Jerry. And I said, Brother Jerry, they want to sell it. And he said, so Joe, how much do they want? I said, 535000 Okay. And he says, tell them we'll pay cash. Only one thing, I'm the accountant. <laughs> I know there ain't a penny in that bank to pay 535000 Okay. And so I did what I was told. Listen, hear and obey. Hear and obey. Why? It's not on me. It's on God. Because if Brother Jerry heard it, it's on God. And so we told him. And we didn't even have it down for escrow. And you know, you know, Chris, you always put escrow down. And so the guy said, well, hey, if you're going to pay cash, you don't need to put an escrow down. Our God was on the work. Okay. So our part was to believe the money in, speak over it. Like I said this morning, your light, you speak over your money, it comes back to you. And it comes back in profit. So we started speaking. We had monies coming in around, around a oh, hundred and some thousand had come in. But not enough to give that 535,000. And so, you know, I'm up under, now I had a funny way of praying I'd put a sticker on my door and say, don't bother me. The girls knew I was praying. And I got up under my desk. And I'd just lay down up under my desk. It's pretty good size. And I'd pray. And I'm praying in the spirit, you know. And I hear a knock on the door. And I'm not going to answer it. Because I already told them I'm in prayer, you know. And so I said, I'm Lord, you know we're leaving out next week. And that's due next week. And we need the 535,000. We have a hundred and some thousand. So, you know, I'm up there praying and. I'm under, and he says, you got it. And I said, I know, Lord, in the, in, the, in the spirit I got it, but I need it in the natural. You know, how many know? When you pray it, it's done. But it's got to be in your hand. You know, in the banking business, you wrote a check without the money. It wasn't faith. It was a felony. Okay. Always remember that. So he said, no, it's done. And so I thought, okay, Lord. So I got up, just turned back over to him. And on my desk was the mail. Somebody had brought it in and laid it on my desk and then left. And there was a check in there for 535000 535000 Right on time. Right on time. So it didn't only give us the 535000 We paid the guy. Then we used the hundred and some thousand to remodel and get it ready for the Bible school. Because that's what was in there first. Amen. I'm going to tell you people, with my 43 years, if Brother Jerry comes up and says we're going to do something, I already know we're going to believe the money in because it ain't going to be there most of the time. I've seen a few times where it was, but most of the time. So don't be moved on what circumstances say. Be moved on what faith in God's word says. But you better know you heard God. We have a lot of people come to us and say, God told me. You better know he told you because if he did, it'll work. If he didn't, it will not. Amen. Well, I'm going to let you go early. You're, you're, I don't know what time you usually get out, but uh, Eric said before too, so you're getting out a little bit early. I, Tony, you blessed us. Amen. Tony did this. 
Hallelujah. And Tony did just what we're talking about. He listened to the Spirit. Every one of us have to do that part right there, even if it makes no sense at all. No sense. A closer. Now, how many know I deal in guns? Not now. Used to. And I went to buy some guns. And I was going to buy several pistols. I already had them sold to a police department. And I got up to where I was going to do it. And I heard the Lord speak. And he said, you're not buying pistols today. I said, Lord, I came up to buy pistols. He said, for the business, you know. And he said, uh, no, you're not buying a pistol. So I went in this store. And I don't know what I'm in there for. Because I went in to buy what I, was, what I had ordered. But he said, you're not buying that. And I bought a shotgun. I don't buy shotguns. But I bought a shotgun. Because he said to. So I got that shotgun and got it back home, cleaned it up, put it up on the deal. Nobody would even look at it. It went by two, three months. Now, I could have sold those pistols that week, got all the money, made profit that week. This shotgun was laying there for the first month, second month, third month, fourth month. I went back to the Lord because I'm kind of ticked. Okay. And I'm saying, Lord, I, I must have missed it. He said, no, you heard me. Now, listen to what he said. Right person's not, not made it yet. There's timing in everything. And if you go out of time, you're off. There's timing. And a guy walks in one day and he said, never had seen him before in my life. And he says, look at that shotgun. So I gave it to him because I'm ready to get rid of that shotgun. Okay. And he said, can I tear it down and look at some of the markings? I said, you can do anything you want to as long as that thing will still fire because I'm ready. I, I want to make a deal. So he says, well, I'm interested. He broke it down. He said, yeah, I'm interested in this one. He said, I'll give you three. I thought, three? I gave 275 That's $25 for four months. How many know that ain't good profit? Okay, not good profit. So he says, so I said, but I'm ready to move this thing because I'm tired it's hanging on the wall. You know, gather a little dust and all that. So he says, okay. He's, I said, not a credit card. That's another 5%. And I said, cash. Okay, cash, cash. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one thousand. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. And he, he got that 3,000 laid out there. I said, I'm glad I did some business with you. He said, I knew that shotgun was worth some money. He said, how'd you know? I said, because God told me to buy it. That's the only reason, because I did not know. It was the most profit I ever made off one individual item. Because God knew all about the shotgun and I knew nothing about it. But I let him do the part instead of me. So never, never think. Sometimes, and hey, the right person at the right time made all the difference. God is always the right person at every time. Be blessed. Amen.